Welcome to My Life, My Choice, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Today is, what is today? The 5th of July, 2014, and the hour is 1 p.m. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and I will be your host for the next 60, perhaps to 90 minutes. Um, That being said, guys, it was the 4th of July here yesterday in um, the United States, and of course, I'm in sunny, sunny, sunny Las Vegas, so um, it was wonderful, it was nice, we spent it with relatives who were visiting, it was absolutely awesome. So for all of you, for all of you in the United States who actually um, celebrated the 4th of July, I hope you had an awesome day, or as awesome day as we did. Um, fired up the grill, you know, that whole, that whole thing, fired up the grill, it was, it was really good, it was really good guys. So that that being said, I hope you guys have had a good week. Um, I do believe I spoke to you last week. I believe I was here live and in color, outrageous color last week. And so, guys, one of the things that I wanted to uh, talk to you about this week uh, is something that's really close to my heart, something that's very, very close to my heart, something that's very actually intrinsic to, to, to who I am. And, um, you know, you don't get to control. Today's show is called You Don't Get to Control. Excuse me. You don't get to control whether I live or die. I do. And there's a story behind that, and I'm going to sort of like address that in a moment. And that's a personal story to me. One of the things that I am noticing, the, 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 the more I coach and the more I meet and talk talk to people and the more, I, perhaps it's the older I get, I don't know, the, the things that I'm seeing unfold really speaks to me in a way that says that it's really time for people to take control of their lives. It's really time for people to stand up and say, and say what it is that they are truly wanting. It's time for them to stand up and cut themselves away from, from the herd. Don't, don't, don't roll with this herd mentality. So the synopsis that I had written for today's show is simply this. It take, it's, it's time to take control of what is yours to control. And that's really important to understand that, what is yours to control. We as people have for too long our fate. From our health to wealth, from growth, and spiritual understanding to our personal connection with the, with the divine and everything in between. We have been controlled in a way in which, um, we've been controlled in a way, even down to how we express ourselves. We've been controlled and conditioned to, to eat a certain way, you know, how we dress, how we talk, how we think. And as a result, we find ourselves, we find ourselves in a position in which we have forgotten how powerful we are. We've actually forgotten that we are the co-creators and the orators of the lives that we are living. We've really forgotten this and we've forgotten, um, we've forgotten God's universal laws which apply to everything 
in between the heavens and the earth. It applies to everything in the cosmos as we know it to be and we don't know it to be. And you see, for me, it's time to take your life back. It's time that we take our lives back. You see, for, for, for the entities out there, you don't control whether I live or die. I do. So one of the things that I actually taken from Scripture, because this is something that has always spoken to me, and this is from John uh, chapter 10, 17 through 18. The reason the Father loves me is that I lay my life down in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, i.e. your life, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up. This charge I have received from my Father, i.e. God. And this is really important. You see, many people, many people, they, they believe they have this, they have no control over their lives. Many people believe that they, that, um, that their lives are, are their lives are an external thing, not realizing that their lives are an internal thing with an external manifestation. Many of us, based on the things that we have been taught, the things that we have been um, shown, the things that we have experienced, believe that we do not have control. We, don't know, we do not have control of what's going on in our lives. But we do. We do. Even down to the fact that, as I stated here, John 10, verses 17 through 18, your life is you when you lay it down. And guys, you know, if you, if you just think about this. You have um, uh, 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 an aeroplane. That, that that crashes. You have an airplane that crashes. And science will tell you from the impact of the crash, where it dropped from, the whole nine years, the terrain it dropped in, there are no survivors. But yet still, there is one person who survived. Why did that one person survive? Why did that one person survive when everything that's been said to you, everything that science has indicated, everything even that your imagination could indicate to you has told you this, this person shouldn't survive. Nobody should have survived. And or oh, this person survived, they broke every bone in their body, every physical bone that could be broken in their body, it was broken, but yet still they were alive. You see, the name of the game in this, guys, is no one can take my life. No one can take your life from you. But you have to lay it down of your own accord. You have the authority to lay your life down and you have the authority to take your life up again. And this is just not with um, quality of living, but this is with everything in your life. You have the authority to lay down joy in your life and become unhappy. 
And you have the authority to take it up again. You have the authority to lay wealth down and become poverty stricken. And you have the authority to take it up again. See, so much of the, the, the things that we have been taught um, have not been helpful to us. As we move through life, they have not been helpful to us in as much as we need to start looking for and utilizing, as I call it, contrast and parallels. We need to start, start talking to ourselves in a specific way that encourages, as I call it, forward momentum, forward thinking, forward growth. You know, we, we, we are fed. We're fed a diet of, we're fed a diet of what we should be doing or what people think is best for us. You don't know what's best for me. How do you know me? You don't know what's best for me. And I'm here to tell you guys, not not harping on a a conspiracy um, theory and, you know, that sort of thing. It's really important to understand that the powers to be out there, these mega corporations, et cetera, et cetera, they understand. They understand how we think. They understand how we think. And so therefore, and therefore, um, they know what to do when they, when they decide to do a, a marketing campaign. They understand how we think emotionally. They understand how emotions impact us. They understand how, how, we, how we're going to, um, for the most part, react. And so, therefore, they'll come at you a certain way. And when they come at you a certain way, you're going to do what it is that they want you to do, i.e., don't eat butter, don't eat eggs, don't eat wheat, don't do this. And it becomes in vogue. And there's this wave that sweeps across the land. And when I say sweeps across the land, I mean sweeps across the land mass as we know it to be. And then everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Now, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, it doesn't matter. But everybody's doing this. And so it's vitally important, it's vitally important that you stand for yourself. You see, your self-expression, your self-expression is paramount. And I'm talking about your individual self-expression. is paramount to you getting what it is that you want in life. Now, the title here, You Don't Control Whether I Live or Die, I Do, literally comes from a time when I, I was ill. Um, I had a life-shortening illness called sarcoid. And um, I was seriously spiraling down and as a result had a near-death experience with that. However, when I actually went to see uh, Professor Seed, who was Mr. Seed, then a registrar, but Professor Anthony Seed, um, what was it, Charing Cross Hospital, the mother branch, I used to work at the, um, the uh, daughter branch or the, the, the other branch, 
I remember him saying to me, he, he looked at me and he said to me, um, I'm not going to let you die. And, you know, I looked at him and in my head I'm like, you don't get to say whether I live or die. I do. You, 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 you do not make that call. And I, had, I hadn't had my near-death experience at that point. But that was the beginning of a transitionary period for me in my life. That was the beginning of the understanding that no one can take my life from me but me. And I do that of my own accord. And I realized after I had my near-death experience, I have the authority through my spoken word to take it up again. And so this is why that particular verse from the Bible is really something that resonates with me. You know, it, last year was a really horrendous year for, you know, like institution, you know, people getting shot by, you know, the powers to be and this happening and that happening. And, and this was the verse that kept going through my mind. The other thing is that everything that happens in our life, it actually happens for a reason. Good, bad, or indifferent, it actually happens for a reason. And as I've said on this show time and time again, your role in the life that you are living is to actually determine what the the message, this is your role, is to determine what the message is that's being sent to you. And you're the one who's sending the message. You know, your life, you're the giver and the gift of your life. And so therefore, we move through life and we don't understand how powerful we are. Somewhere along the line, we have become disempowered and we've become disempowered because we've become disenchanted. When we're disenchanted, we become disenfranchised and everything is a dis because it's not turning out the way that you want it. And it's not turning out the way that you want it because you're living by programs that are obsolete. You're living by programs that, um, that no longer support you. In short, you're living in the past. You're living in the past. You're, you're, you're living in a way that, that isn't beneficial to you. And guys, only you can stop that. Only you can stop that. Nobody else can stop that. But in order to stop that, what you need to do is to know what it is that you want for yourself. What it is that you need to do is to take time out and start this conversation with self. And I say this all the time. It's about having this fun-loving, adult, serious, raw, authentic, funny, honest conversation with self. This isn't about talking to anybody else or talking it through with anybody else. It's about doing the work. It's about understanding what you're here to do, and you're here to do your work. It's about understanding who you are and your greatness and your majesty. It's about not succumbing to the things that come up to you in life or the things that you are giving to yourself in life. 
You want to know the programs that you are running? You want to know how your life isn't working? Then take a look at your life. And when you take a look at your life, look at what's wrong with it from the standpoint of you will be able to see what's right with it. It's time to stop this BS guy, guys, because time is running and passing. Time is running and passing. And when I say time is, what I mean is time is moving along. Gives you the most, the most bang for your buck, the most energy for your life is time. Followed closely by what you do with that time. And what you do with that time is based upon 26 um, letters of the alphabet, 21 consonants and five vowels, how you string them together. This is what's going to create your life, guys. But time is our most precious commodity. In this particular instance, in this, the third dimension of which we live in is governed by time. We have an infinite amount of time. And guys, don't get me wrong, we are infinite beings. We are infinite celestial beings and we have an infinite life. Our soul, our essence is, but while you're here, you have a finite life. And it's finite. And you've come here to do something specific. You've come here on purpose, for a purpose. And that purpose is not only for the good of self. But you see, your purpose influences my purpose. My purpose influences somebody else's purpose. We are all here as this great big organism, this, 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 this moving, vibrating, energetic thing called life, and we're all here together in it, yet still we're all individual. You see, what, what actually triggered this for me was a friend of mine, a, a dear friend of mine, she had a, a relative pass away, and they had passed away from the disease that I had, which was sarcoid. I had a sister who passed away with that, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it kind of blew my weeds back a little bit. You know, I'm like, whoa. You know, it, it, it hit close to home. It hit close to home because I've had a near-death experience. It hit close to home because my sister, my other sister was sent home and, that you know, she was told to get her affairs in order and that there's nothing more we can do. The name of the game in this is you. They do not control your life. People cannot control whether you are happy or sad or whether you live or die. They can't do that. Only you can. You see, they sent my sister home and said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, get your affairs in order and everybody looking sad and all of this stuff. But my thing is, I had an understanding by then that it is my um, my thought process, my visions, my um, imaginings that controls my biology. You know, they've got this uh, 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 doctor, Dr. Bruce Lipton, he's a scientist, and he's written a book called The Biology of Belief. He did a second book well, that I wasn't too uh, about, and um, the third book is something about choice. I actually haven't read that. I believe that came out this April, April uh, 2017. And I haven't actually read that yet, but it's definitely on my my to-do list to read. Um, 
But that, that being said, we control our biology and we control how our body responds to our thoughts through our feelings about our thoughts. And guys, you know, really and truly, it's as simple as that. It's as really, it's really as simple as that. Look, guys, (laughs) you cannot, or you can, I'll phrase it this way. Albert Einstein says, you know, if you do the same thing over and over and expect different results, you know, that's tantamount to insanity. Where are you being insane in your life? Where are you being insane in your life? Where are you being stark raving mad in your life? Take a look at your macrosphere. Take a good look at your macrosphere. Take a good look at your body. Take a good look at your relationship. Take a good look at your home. Take a good look at where you work. Take a good look at the relationships that you're having. Take a good look at all of these things. And it will tell you what you're thinking. It will tell you what you're thinking. Now, add to that equation, society says you must do, you know, like, now you need to be gluten-free. And believe me, I can get behind that process. Actually, I'll back that up in just a minute. You know, I'm going to say something about that. Let me write this down. Gluten-free. Explain. Right. Okay. You know, you need to be wearing this sort of thing. You need to be sleeping um, in these kind of garments. You need to be wearing this. You need to be wearing this. Blah, 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 blah. You know, don't do this. Don't do that. They have all these sort of things. All these sort of things. You know, now you need to stand up. If you're going to be using a keyboard or some description, some wise soul decided, oh, you know, it's better if you stand up to do this. Really? Like stand all day? How is that going to be beneficial? Oh, now you can move, you can move the tables up and down. Really? Okay, great. But the name of the game is, does that work for you? The name of the game is, have you asked yourself, does that work for you? For me. You know, it's all these people who were like, no, 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 I only eat egg whites. Why? Because they say that, you know, if you eat the whole egg, it causes cholesterol. Oh, really? Well, how, how is it then that half the population or three quarters of the population, um, they're trying to at least put them on cholesterol medication if you all are eating egg whites? How, 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 how does that... Oh, and you never knew that the actual cholesterol medication that they're going to give you for eating the egg whites is really taken from the egg yolks, and they were using the egg yolks to make the cholesterol medication, and they had this this surplus of egg whites, and they decided, okay, let's tell them all that, you know, eating eggs are wrong, and that they can eat the egg whites, and that takes care of that problem. And if you think I'm lying, do the research. The internet is a powerful thing. The internet is a powerful thing. Do the research. And that's the other thing where I'm going with this is do your own due diligence. It's time that you do your own due diligence. People 
don't know you as well as you know you. People don't know you. But yet still, they will try to dictate your fate. And because you don't know you, or because the, the, the inner you is kind of like a, a shadow to you, we will operate from a base of fear. We'll operate from a base of fear. I mean, at the end of the day, what, what's the worst thing that could happen to you? Whatever you think the worst thing is that could happen to you, if that's the worst thing that could happen to you. We operate from, from limiting beliefs. We operate from limiting beliefs. And it's time to stop that. You're in control of that. It's time to stop waiting on people to save you. It's time to stop waiting on people to carry you. Carry your own damn self. Because quiet as it's kept, nobody's really carrying you. They're dragging you along. Because if you're waiting on somebody to carry you, you've become dead weight. You see, your life is unfolding for you. This is your life. Take it back. Take your life back. Start saying no to yourself. Start saying yes to yourself, to what it is that you want. You see, once again, no one can take your joy. No one can take your finances. No one can take your love. No one can do anything like that, lest you lay it down of your own accord. What is it that you are doing? How have you contributed to where you find yourself today? And please don't do this blame game thing with me. What did you do? And you see, this is what I mean, guys. There's a nuance in life. And it's so important to understand the nuances in life. I am not saying that anything that has happened to you to date I'm not saying that I condone that. I'm not even saying that it, 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 it's not wrong. Because some of the things, some of the heinous things that have happened to people out there, they're just plain and simply wrong. And the perpetrators need to be not even thrown in jail. They need to be thrown under the jail. So let's get that straight. Now, once that's out the way, what is your ownership? What did you do? And I'm not, again, I'm not talking about you did this and this happened. No. What did you do? How did you show up in life so that you placed yourself in the crosshairs where you found yourself? I can guarantee for at least 75% of the people listening to this, to this podcast, I can guarantee that how you found yourself in the crosshairs of somewhere where you didn't want to be, you didn't listen to yourself. You didn't listen to yourself. It could have been something as simple as, you know, I really don't want to go to, I don't know, I, 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 I really don't want to fly. I, I really don't want to fly this morning. I really, oh, that feeling is so intense. 
But then you see the other side of your mind starts saying, well, girl, you bought those tickets and them tickets cost you $600. You know, you're not going to waste those tickets. And not only that, you promised the family and everybody that you'd be there. The whole nine yards. You know, you start having these conversations with self and your intuition is saying to you, you know, you don't fly today. But you get on the plane and as you get on the plane, the plane, you know, takes off and you think, oh, okay, all right, this is all right, perhaps not so bad. But, you know, um, right before you get to your destination and you're going to land, both engines blow and you're sitting, you're sitting on the wing at the wing seat and you see this and you realize, oh, crap, I really shouldn't have got on the plane today. This is why we find it. And, and, and does, does, guys, it's not about casting blame. and it's, it's, it's about understanding that wherever you find yourself in life, you had a role. You played an authoritative role in where you have wound up. But furthermore to that, hey, it's, what are you going to do with this? As you, look at, as you look at your macrosphere, what are you going to do with it? You're going to climb into a hole or, or bury, bury yourself? If this is what you choose to do, then this is what you choose to do. The name of the game is you need to get up and do something with yourself. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. So have that conversation with yourself. Have that honest, fun-loving, authentic, raw, down-to-earth, you know, that, 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 have that kind of conversation with yourself. And as I will tell the ladies, especially at Shaytree, as I'm always telling them, you go into your closet and you have this. And when I say your closet, metaphorically, I am speaking about you go into your mind, your inner mind, and you have this conversation. You don't need to have this conversation with anybody else. Because no matter who you're having it with, they have their own perspective on life. They have their own perspective on life and on how things should be showing up. So they already come from a bias. What you need is your own bias. So you go into your own closet. You go into the recesses of your mind and you, you talk to yourself. You see, guys, anything that has happened to you in life, whether good or bad, Anything that has happened for you in life, and believe me, everything is happening for you. It doesn't happen to you. But everything is happening, everything that has happened for you in life, you need to understand that you're the co-creator of it. See, many people, will, many, many people have this idea that, you know, uh, God, God will move people, places, and things for them. Um, you know, God, God, God is... Um, the part the the um, the pilot, you know, um, the 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 pilot, and they're they're the co-pilot. They've got that wrong. The co, if you have a co-pilot, the other pilot's co-pilot too, whichever way you want to slice it. If a co-pilot is needed for a journey to take place, then the pilot, whoever you think is in charge is also the co-pilot. You need to understand that. And many people have a way of, of saying that, you know, God is the pilot in their life. But what they are failing, and hear me clearly, what they're failing to understand is that in order for God to move, you have to move, is written in the word. 
But yet still people conveniently forget it. So if there's something that you want, if there's something that you desire, if there's something that you need, you need to express that. I'm always talking about know your role. Know your role in the manifestation process. Know your role in, in the co-creation process. Know your role with, the, with, the, with your chosen deity. Know your role. Understand what it is that you need to do. And I say this, I'm saying this over and over again. Know how it is or what it is to speak to that known to me as God, the universal creator, the universal architect. Know what it is to have a conversation with God. Know and understand what it is to pray a right. You see, I hear people pray, like, like I was watching, um, I think it was The War Room. Uh, I, I think it was The War Room that I was watching, a movie, came out last year. And I'm listening to them pray. I'm listening to them pray. And actually, I go to church, I listen to people pray, and it's totally wrong. People are begging. The word says no. The word says if you believe and you ask, in that belief, you'll receive. But if you're begging, this means you don't believe. You know, God, please, blah, 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 blah. That's not how that works. You should say thank you. You start from the end. You should say thank you. Thank you for this blessing that I have received of, you know, my, my, my new car. Not, God, you know how tight my finances is and um, you know, God, I need a new car. I'm asking, God, that you will provide this car for me. That's not how prayer works, people. You need to know what car you want. You need, the, 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 more, the more info you have, the color, the make, the year, the model, you know, inside. What do you want the inside to look like? You need to know that. So that when you pray and you pray aright or you affirm, because affirmation, prayer, and to a degree contemplation are all the same thing. But when you say, you say, oh, God, thank you. Thank you for my car, my new, I don't know, my new Lexus. It's red, it's shiny, and the interior is soft beige leather. It is buttery soft. I sit on it, and I feel like I'm being hugged. Thank you, God, I'm getting a hug from you. The car is brand new. When I turn it on, I can't even hear it hum. Thank you, God. I now have the ability to move forward in, you know, to, to do whatever it is, you know, that I want to do, you know, to be an Uber driver or whatever, a Lyft driver or whatever. I now have the ability to do that. Thank you, God. This is how you pray. But many people don't pray like that. Many people do not pray like that. They pray asking. But you see, you should pray knowing. But that's a whole pet peeve of mine. That and affirming, that, that's a whole pet peeve of mine. You know, I'm on Facebook and I see people say, I see people, uh, they, they have these memes, you know, the little sayings that they post, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, I feel that I'm going to get... No, I feel... Um, I feel abundance in the way of money is coming to me. Click yes if you believe. You know, when I look and they've got hundreds of people who click yes, you look at it and some of them, you know, they've had two or three million people look at this and, you know, clicking happily. Not even realizing that the wording indicates that they don't believe. The wording alone indicates that they don't believe. And by clicking yes, what people have done inadvertently is truly put a halt to whatever blessing they've been working on. You see, guys, outside doesn't control. The outside influences don't control how your life manifests. You do. And it's this bottom, that, that, that's the bottom line. You control it. Only you control it. If you want something different in your life, stop lamenting, bitching, whining, moaning, complaining about what's going on in your life now. You already know what's going on in your life. What are you truly wanting for you and if you don't know how in the hell do you expect your deity to give it to you where do you get off palming that that kind of responsibility onto somebody else where do you get off not taking ownership for your life Where do you get off not taking responsibility and accountability for you and your choices? Time to take your life back. And what that means is you need to grow up. What that means is there's no more blame game. What that means is you need to look at your life. And guys, understand me clearly. I am not going to say that you're not going to be hurt. I'm not going to say that you're not going to be laid out. I'm not going to say that whatever has gone on and will go on in your life, I'm not going to say that it won't bring you to your knees. Because like me, things will bring me to my knees. It's the name of the game of what do you do when you're there? What do you do when you have arrived at that point? You may cry for a while, and a while might be a couple of years. But eventually the tears have to stop. Eventually the tears have to stop. And then what? Do you create another drama so you don't actually have to address the fact that you need to make a choice and you need to take control of your life? You, you, you need to be disciplined. You need to be able to sometimes roll when you drop. Roll and stand up. Roll when you fall so you can stand up. So it's vitally important, guys, that you recognize that your life belongs to you. I say this weekly to the women at Shade Tree. 
I can't breathe for you and you can't breathe for me. Yet still, if you need the kiss of life, I can administer that. And will you live? Yes, for a period of time. Will you live indefinitely? No, you won't because you cannot breathe. You cannot live off of my carbon dioxide. It is impossible. You need your own oxygen. You need to be able to synthesize your own oxygen because after a while, what will happen is the residual oxygen within the cells within your body will all get used up and you won't be able to live off of my carbon dioxide anymore. Your lungs will not be able to do what they need to do because you need to be able to synthesize or, or metabolize oxygen for yourself. Bottom line. Bottom line. We have allowed limiting beliefs to take hold of us. And we've allowed this. And, and that's okay. That, that's okay. You know, it said that um, if you, a, a child, and seven actually is a, 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 the number of spirituality, at, well, at least in um, numerology, but it said that you, you get, get a child of seven, and if you see the child um, after seven or at seven or how they've been raised from zero to seven, and um, you'll be able to say what kind of man or woman this child will grow into based on the behaviors, based on the training, based on the, the, the things that they have witnessed, based on that. They'll, they say that they'll be able to tell. Well, one of the things that I say about that is, for me, that, that can be a bit of a stretch because everybody's unique. And as I started out saying at the beginning of the show, everybody has a purpose here. Everybody. And that purpose is something that's driving you. That purpose is something that's driving you. And every chance it gets to rear its head and point you in a certain direction, it's going to do that. It's going to do that. And so therefore, a child of seven versus a man of 77 are two totally different beings. Two totally different beings. Because again, we are more than the sum total of our life here. Or at least that's my belief. We're more than the sum total of our life here. But that being said, while we are here, our life is about the human experience. It's about the spiritual being having this human experience. Not the human having a spiritual experience, but it's about the spiritual being, the soul, the essence of you that never dies. It's about you having this experience here. And that's what it's about. The long and the short of it, it's about you having this experience here. And this experience is dictated by the choices that you make. The choices are dictated emotions that you feel. Your emotions are dictated by the thoughts that you have. But above all, they're about what you are wanting to feel, what you are wanting to experience. 
So, you know, you want something different in life. If you truly don't like how your life is manifesting, you truly don't like how your life is unfolding for you, it's vitally important that you change what it is that you say that you are wanting. And, guys, am I going to say that that's easy? No. I'm not. Not even remotely. Actually, it's not bloody hard work some of it's really painful some of it is so painful but it's work that you have to do once again I can't do that for you actually nobody can do that for you you know people talk about um, being, being in love people talk about this, people talk about that and you know until such time that you love you there is no love for you you won't recognize it if you see it anyway. Self-worth. If you have no self-worth, if you have no self-esteem, and, you know, you're the one who has to know what it feels like. If you don't know what self-worth feels like, how are you going to know it? If you don't know what self-esteem feels like, your personal self-esteem, how will you know what it feels like? You know, people are saying, oh, you know, they have low self-esteem or no self-esteem, blah, blah, blah. That's a choice. And a lot of people will say to me, you know, when that's a bit, that's a bit cold. No, that's a damn choice. Understand me. Choice. You see, where your, where your issue has come in is that reality has not met an expectation that you have had. And as a result, the disappointments that you've had in life have created this thing of low self-esteem. It's as simple as that. And yes, emotions are evolved. I, I mean, I had a discussion with my mum. This was several years ago, and she was she was um, she was sort of saying, "Well, when do you have to understand all the things that they've been through?" Like I ain't been through stuff. <laughs> no, I understand. But you see, you cannot stand in that quagmire. You cannot stand in that quicksand because you'll sink. So the name of the game is, yes, we've all had issues. Yes, we've all had things, as I said a little while ago, that has knocked us on our ass, that has, we, that, that has laid us out. What are you going to do? I mean, you get to choose whether or not you want to stay on the ground. You get to choose whether or not you, you, you do nothing. Whatever, whatever you do, you get to choose. And doing nothing about your situation is a choice too. Waiting on proverbially, waiting proverbially on God to make the situation change without you, without you making a choice, that's a choice too. Everything you do in life is choice. This is why I'm so um, passionate about the power of choice. People have no idea. People have no idea the power choice has and plays in their life. People don't even understand to, to, to pick up the pen to adjust the earbud, to click this 
podcast off. It's all choice. People have you believing that your 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 desire, your your ability to breathe is something that's automatic. No, it's not actually. Contrary to what they say, I don't care what any what, what any of the biologists say. I don't care what they say. It's a choice because should you choose to lay your life down and stop breathing, you can do that too. So, guys, it's time to do the work. It's time to, and this might sound really harsh to some of you because some people out there, I know they're going through it and they're really sensitive and they feel fragile. Fragility and sensitivity, at the end of the day, that's a choice. That's an emotional choice. Our emotions are mercurial. They move up and down. This is why I am continuously saying and will continue to say, don't make a choice based on your emotions. Don't do it. Because today's emotions will mean nothing to you tomorrow. Don't have a discussion or an argument with somebody when you are overly emotional. Today's emotions and the words that you say will not be the words that you, you want to say tomorrow. And at the end of the day, once those words leave your mouth, you can't bring them back. And as we have done a show here, sorry doesn't make it right. I'm telling you that. Sorry will never make it right. You see, when you, when you break those bonds or you've broken a bond within your body, your, your trust, and you have bonds, many bonds, but you start breaking away those bonds, it weakens the trust. So guys, what is it that you are wanting to do for your life? What is it that you are wanting to do for you? I'm not talking about what society is saying that you should do. I'm not talking about society saying, you know, that you need to get a, a um, one of those watch things, a Fitbit or whatever it is, and saying that you need to walk 100 steps. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. What is it that you want to do for yourself? Never mind what they're saying out there. You see, when you're worried about what they're saying out there, and when I talk about out there, I'm talking about social media. I'm talking about media. I'm talking about entertainment. I'm talking about the powers to be that come through through to you, just like I'm doing on these airwaves, which is telling you all the things that you must be doing. No, what do you want to do for you? Own it. It's your life. Own it. It's your choice. Own it. Because at the end of the day, you are responsible for it. And believe me, if there's nothing that you don't take away from this show, understand me, you are, an, you are accountable for it too. It's yours. It's yours. And with life, with life is the ownership. And with that comes accountability and responsibility. Many people, I'll phrase it this way. I think it was Henry Ford, somebody, somebody said, um, if you think you can or think you can't, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. 
And it's those nuances for me that say that say everything. If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Last week, I uh, actually yes, I did on this show last week. I pulled up um, I pulled up the the the, the story for um, uh, it, it's about two wolves, and you know this this. Actually, let me see. Let me see if I can pull it up. Let's see if I can pull it up. Hopefully, hopefully I can pull it up again. Um, yeah, I I'd heard this story. Feeding to wolves. Don't you love technology? Let's see. Okay, don't you love it? Right, pulled it up. I love tech. Do you know, I really, really do love technology. So, okay, last week I told this story, and I'm going to tell it again. An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. And that's for those who don't know, Native American. Um, hopefully I'm being politically correct. Um, a fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It's a terrible fight between two wolves. One is evil, is angry, envious, filled with sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, etc. And let me pull up the rest of the story. Right, okay, here we go. Um, one, one is filled um, with anger, anger, greed, um, the, the, the whole nine yards. It, you know, just... just stuff that's not not good and the other the other is filled with oh guys forgive me okay right here we go guys sorry we're gonna backtrack here we go an old um an old uh cherokee native american is teaching his grandson about life and he said, a fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It's a terrible fight. It's between two wolves. One is evil. He's angry, filled with envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and, of course, ego. The grandfather continued, and he said, the other is good. He is joyous filled with peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, faith, love. He's filled with all these things. The same fight, he said to the boy, is going on inside of you. And actually it's going on inside of every other person. And for me, in this universe too, in this world too. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then he said to his grandfather, which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee replied, the one that you feed. The one that you feed. So guys, as an adjunct to what, what I spoke about last week, what are you feeding in your life? Are you feeding 
things that you want? Are you feeding the things that you don't want? What are you feeding in your life? See, only you can feed self that kind of information. You know, people will say that they can be um, hypnotized. But if you tell yourself that you do not want to be hypnotized, you won't be. You know, I've said this on the show, and um, I suppose for me today, it's, I say, an upchuck of several things that I say and say repeatedly. If, if, take for instance, if smoking created cancer or using talcum powder, as they had they had put here the other day and or any other sort of stuff that they put out there if it created cancer we would all have it everybody who smoked everybody who was subject to secondhand smoke they'd all have it but the name of the game is while it may be a contributing factor what is true is that whatever cells inside mutate everybody has those what those cells look for are a, a, a mechanism to trigger it to say, yes, we will. Or they don't respond to a mechanism. The ones that are triggered, they will. The ones that don't respond, they don't. What causes the response? What causes one set of people or a person to respond to this particular um, stimuli and get ill and the other not. It's what you choose to feed the cell with. It's bottom line. It's bottom line. And one of the things that I think I find um, challenging is in my head it's so clear. In my head it's so clear and I just want this to be so clear to people. And my thing is, It can be as clear as day and you choose not to do anything with it. And hey, more power to you. My thing is that I just am not wanting people not to have the inside skinny so that they can create the life that they want to live. You know something, guys? In addition to choice, one of the things that I am serious about are the laws of attraction. The laws of attraction and them in action and in order to activate the laws you need actually to first make a choice the first law in the laws of attraction is choice people call it the law of attraction which is erroneous because it 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 makes people feel like oh there's only just one law no there are millions of laws and we are creating laws every day by the things that we think the things that we imagine and what we the the energy and the emotion that we give to these things We're creating laws every day. And we have to live by the law. That's the universal law. That's God's law. We are under law. And those laws that we create created our lives. Do you know, we have been created by the laws. Physically, we have been created by the laws. And by the laws, we have to live. Most people don't even realize that what they put out there is what comes back to them. 
Most people don't even realize it. And if they do, they don't admit it as a truth, as an intrinsic truth. It will come off of, oh, I guess I shouldn't have done that, and moving right along. So many people are caught up in finding distractions, whether it's, you know, binge watching, that's me, whether it's binge watching um, uh, Netflix or, or drinking and, oh, Lord, have mercy, help me. The, um, what they've got here, they've just legalized uh, marijuana, weed, ganja, whatever you want to call it. Them just, they just legalized it here. And people are just as happy. People are just as happy, and I just look at them, and I say to myself, you don't even realize what you're doing to yourself. This is just another distraction. This is just another distraction that takes you off course of realizing how powerful you are. You know something, guys? You don't need that stuff to get high. If you recognize your power, there's absolutely no, no greater high than realizing how powerful you are. And I'm not talking about powerful and subjugating people. I'm talking about recognizing that you have the ability to manifest that which you say that you want in your life. That's power. And that's a natural high. When I, when I decide I am wanting X, Y, Z, and I take inspired action. I take inspired instruction. And based on that, I watch it come into fruition in front of my eyes. There's no highlight that. You can't get that from weed. You can't get that from anything. Because as a dear friend told me, you only get that high one time. After that, you're chasing it. And you will forever chase it because you can never get it again. It's a one-time deal, which is why when we manifest and we continue to manifest and continue to manifest, we are always on this, this, um, this universal high of creating what we want because it's something new all the time. I'm hoping that's making sense. It's something new all the time. We have bought into a bill of goods. We have bought stuff that we need to return to sender. And if not return, we need to give it to the trash man so that he can recycle it somewhere. He can uh, mash it up, chew it up, the whole nine yards so it can be recycled. Life, your life is a serious thing. You need to be vigilant of the words that are coming out of your mouth. You know, my, 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 um, my journey into what I would call my spiritual growth, as I'm growing still, kicked off with Florence Scrovel Shin. The Game of Life and How to Play It. That book was gifted to me by my mother. And it changed my life. My mother, also an instrumental force within my life, insisted that we go to um, elocution, 
So we could speak, go figure, elocution and drama lessons, speech and drama. And as a kid, for the most part, I didn't really like it, but, you know, I was raised where, you know, if mum says you're going, you're going, and then if she's paying money for it, which she is, you better do it right. You better do it right. And don't don't be half-stepping. Those two, those two um, incidences, for me, converged at the age of um, 27, 28. Two totally random things in life, and they converged. I read the book, and that book is something that's sacred to me. The game of life and how to play it. And, of course, the work that I did with the late, great Mrs. Phyllis Calvert, she was an actress, they converged. And when they converged, I was able to use the knowledge from Mrs. Calvert to express myself. And the knowledge that I gained from, uh, from Florence Groveville Shin to understand the power of an amazing thing. Where I'm going with this, guys, is simply this. Things that have happened in your life in the past, you you might not have understood it. You It might have had at that time no bearing or might have been overbearing. But understand that it has happened for a reason. In addition, in addition to you making the choices that you have made, one of the reasons why these things happen to you and or for you is because of the purpose that you have here. It's a purpose. You have a purpose here. And that purpose is about you. Um, it, it, it's about what you are bringing to humanity. It's about what you're bringing to the world. It's about what you're bringing to, to the universe as we know it, the cosmos. You are important. What you do matters. And what you do, it matters because it has a ripple effect affects everybody in the universe and I know people don't believe that people don't believe that which is why again point of reference It's a Wonderful Life is an amazing movie it can really illustrate that and so guys it's vitally important that you now start doing the work and you keep hearing me say do the work and followed by that I say to you it is as simply and as complicated as this. You need to talk to yourself. Start out by getting a pen and a piece of paper. Don't do this on your on your iPhone. Don't do this on on your on your um, desktop. Old fashioned, old school. Pen, paper. It's called connectivity. Write on one heading and on the next side what you do want. Write down all the things that you don't want in life. Write them all down, guys. Write down all the things that you don't want. And I mean everything. I don't want a car that doesn't work. I don't want to be as broke as a joke. 
Um, I don't want a relationship like X. I don't, write down all the things that you don't want. Let's, let's just get it all out. Let, 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 let's just get it all out. Let's get it all out. Let's put it on the table. Let's put it on the table. Okay? Write it all out. Let's put it on the table. Let's put it on the table. Put it out there. Everything. Just, just, just everything. I don't want the house I'm living in, blah, blah, blah. And I, again, I'm not talking about the things that you do want. Let's take a look at the things that you don't want. Let's look at your life through contrast and parallels. Let's take a look at it that way. Write it all down. If you need 10 pieces of paper, you get 10 pieces of paper. You write it all down. And then we're going to parallel clarity. We're going to parallel. We'll get clarity. Flip the script. Do you understand what I mean, guys? Flip the script. You don't want a broke down car. What's the, what, what's the antithesis? What's the opposite to that? What, what do you want? Well, I want a car that runs. Start point. I don't want to be in a, uh, this contentious relationship. Okay, the antithesis may be I want to be in a harmonious relationship. I don't want a job that pays minimum wage. I want a job that pays above minimum wage. And hear me clearly, once you get the clarity, you can get more specific because you could find yourself with a job that paid a penny more than more a penny more over the minimum wage. So get the clarity. Get the parallel so you can get the clarity and then you can start from there defining it. Because believe me, although um Although I don't want is something that I wouldn't even entertain with people. What I fast understood by working with the women at Shade Tree is many people didn't know what they wanted, but they knew what they didn't want. And from there, it was easier to find out what they really wanted what, what, and, and start becoming specific. So, guys, I hope I'm making sense. And for those of you who are members of the Laws of Attraction in Action, you can actually download the contrast and contrast parallels and clarity. You can draw, You can actually download the uh, the PDF. In addition to that, I had done, and this was last year November, I'd done a, a Facebook Live talking about that, and you'll be able to download that too from uh, YouTube. You'll be able to watch that on YouTube. So, guys, it's, it's really important. And this is what I mean when I say do the work. And it's not easy. It's not easy because you may start saying, well, I don't want this and I don't want that and I don't want the other. I don't want this. I don't want that. And, and then you start this dialogue with yourself like, well, no, this is really all right. You know, I'm just being a bit over the top. I'm being over the top because I'm really tired. I went, to work, I went to bed late last night, so I'm really tired today. Blah, blah. No, guys. Mm-mm. No. It's about honesty. It's about truth. Doing the work is about you being as brutally honest as you can with self. It's about you being blunt. 
It's not about you having any bias. It's about you being blunt. It's about you being totally authentic. It's about the rawness of what's within you. Bring it to the surface so that it can come up and it can go out. You know, people, most people don't even realize that they are, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, well, that they are four, excuse me, excuse me, sorry guys, they are three conscious choices in which they take inspired action on away from their heart's desire. Most in which they take inspired action on away from their heart's desire. Okay, guys? And for the record, I'm going to say it again. Most people are three conscious choices. Conscious choices with awareness away from inspired action. They're away from three conscious choices away from the thing that they really want. So it's conscious choices, inspired action, and the thing that they really want. There is power in three. And I haven't done a show on that yet, but there's power in three. And most people are three, three choices away from that. Literally three choices. You want to be a multimillionaire? You are three choices away from that. You are three choices plus three, in, three inspired actions. And I'm going to say major inspired actions because there may be little things that you have to do, but they're all inspired away from you having what you want. Three. Does that kind of put it into perspective for you? Because it's three. You see, your life is about listening to you. It's really important to, I believe, listen to other people. But you get to choose how they influence you. You get to choose literally how they influence you. You, that's your choice. You take from what it is that you need and you move forward, you integrate it into your life. It's like food. You take, partake of food and when food is controlling you, you become sick. When you are controlling food, it revitalizes you and it keeps you healthy. Or I'll say, I don't care what you eat. It's about what, it's what you think about what you eat. Most people, the majority of people have negative thought processes about their food and what they're eating, most people. And as a result, well, that's a whole other story, but it's about what you think. Guys, it's all about you. If you, if you knew how powerful your thoughts were, I wouldn't even be on this radio doing this. I wouldn't be on this podcast doing this. Do the work. Figure it out. Do the work. Contrast and parallel for clarity. Do the work. Take the time out to do the work. I had uh, previously uh, done a couple of shows about, um, one of them was Hour of Power. 
And the other one was literally, again, the, 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 the power of three. Three things that you can do to assist and support you in making your manifestation come, come, into, come into being. And I can guarantee, I can put my hand on my heart and within my circle, I know who's done it. I know who's done it because I can see the outcome. And you see, some of these things, they're not sort of like, um, what do you call it, fads. These things are the universal laws. The universal laws are immutable. They're unchangeable. They're malleable because all of us are unique. And so they wrap around us in a certain way. But at the end of the day, their vibration is the vibration. Love is the, the, the love vibration. Hate is the hate vibration. And so therefore, I can tell who does the work. Because their life manifests differently. And again, I, I was saying I did, I did actually, it was also a, a book, um, a book review. And I had done this book review, and it was on the, um, the it, I believe it was called The Little Red Book, The, the, the Little Red Book. Um, but I had done a book review, and this book's really, it's, it's a tiny book, but it's a powerful book. You see, some of the tiniest things out there, and I literally mean this, some of the tiniest things out there are the most powerful. You look at, you look at, at an atom. You look at an atom. Look how powerful the, that atom is when they try to when they split the atom. You look at how powerful that is. You know when when you think when you think about um, within us, within us, we have we have enough. Um, I'll say electricity to generate, and this is this is one person. We have. Excuse me. Enough electricity within us to generate power to light up a city. That's just one. That's one person. But you see, we're not told how powerful we are. What I was talking about was the famous little book, "Your Dreams Come True." It works, and this is by um, Roy Herbert Jarrett, R. H. Jarrett, and I had I had done a. a, a a book review about this little book. I think I think the pamphlet type of book, I think it's got 28 pages, if that. 28 pages, if that. There are things out there to assist and support us. But you're not going to find that watching um, Empire or watching, you know, uh, Friday Night Lights or, you know, WWF Wrestling and all the other things, you know, going out, you know, going going on vacation here, there, and everywhere. You're not going to find it there. You're not going to find it there, especially if you're not looking, if you're not seeking. And I know my counterpart, she would say, but there's something there for you. And I would say, yeah. But for the most part, people people are watching that, and they're watching these things and going these places so that they can just um, forget, so that they can unplug, so that the whole nine yards. It takes Conscious, disciplined work. And you've got to do the work. It's conscious, 
disciplined work. You need to know your role. You need to know your role in the life that you're living. You need to know your role. And your role is to know the what, and it is your chosen deity known to me as God, or whomever your chosen deity is. I'm an equal opportunist. I don't care. But you need to understand that it's your chosen deity known to me as God, the universal creator of all things, the universal architect of all things, that resides in me, might I add. It is that side of me that does the how. You see, guys, if you knew the how, we wouldn't even have to talk about the what. That shows like this, they'd be obsolete. They, um, actually, not even obsolete. They wouldn't even come about. If you knew the how, where you find yourself at, and if you find yourself at a deficit in your life, you wouldn't be there because you know the how. The reason why you are where you are now, if you are at a deficit, is because you don't know how to do the how. But the name of the game is, I charge you with not knowing the what. I charge you with not understanding and knowing the what in your life. That's what I charge you with. And most of you, 99.9% of you, as hard as this may seem, is guilty as charged. But that's okay. There's a redeeming program out there. And that program is you taking control of your life. Take your life back. There are many tools that are out there to support you. What I do is one of a million, one in a million, my thought process, one in a million. This may not be for you and anybody out there, but there is something out there for you. Because of who you are, you send out a resonancy, you send out a frequency and known as a vibe. And out there, there is somebody who has that vibe who's going to assist you with presenting you with tools so that you can do your work. And let me just tell you something. In order for you to know if the tool's right and that it works, you already have to know what the tool is, bottom line. That's how powerful we are. But somewhere along the line, we've talked ourselves out of it. Somewhere along the line, we've we've believed that somebody can control whether we live or die. Somebody can control. And that's because... We have witnessed people capitulate based on what has happened to them. And we have witnessed them deciding to check out. People get to do that. One of the things I do know, excuse me, guys, as a a personal thing, working with people who have and had um, life-shortening illnesses, when when they come to see me, it's no whole part. It's no bullshit in that room because I'm aware that time is a commodity. Time is one of the most precious spiritual currencies that we have. And they come in that room and, hey, let's talk facts here. And for all of those who have made their transition, I've been in business here in Las Vegas for nearly 21 years, actually for 21 years. 
And for everybody who has made their transition, or all the people who have come to see me who have had a life-shortening illness, not all with cancer, one, only one, has not made their transition. All the others have told me they don't want to do this anymore. And it wasn't inferred. These were the words that came out of their mouth. And by your words, you'll be justified. And by your word, you will be condemned. Your word is you. Your word is your bond. Your word is you. Your word is final. The first voice you ever hear and the last voice that you hear when you make your transition will be your own. That's how powerful you are. Everything in between is predicated upon what you choose to say to yourself. Guys, take your life back. Have this conversation with self. What are you wanting? You need to know what it looks like. You need to know what it feels like. You need to know what it sounds like, what it smells like. You need to engage your senses. If your senses aren't engaged, that which you say that you want will not come to your conscious mind as something that you can have. You need to do the work. Find out what it is that you really don't want. Dig deep. Be raw. Go deep. Deep. Write it down. Then flip the script. What is the antithesis? I don't want to hate so much. The antithesis of that is I want to love more. I don't want to be overweight anymore. The antithesis of that is I want to be lighter or what have you. I don't want to be scrapping for money. I don't want to feel the lack of abundance. That means that you, and I'll, sorry, I used abundance because abundance actually isn't only about money. And I said to myself the other day, I'm going to stop using that word in relation to money only. So I don't want to be broke as a joke. <laughs> I want to be rich and serious. How about that? The antithesis. So guys, when I say do the work again, um, if you are a member of the group, please feel free. I'll actually put this on my website, The Laws of Attraction in Action. The PDF, you'll be able to download the PDF. I'll upload this show, and underneath the show, I'll actually put the um, PDF um, the, so you can do your clarity and get your clarity. So, guys, do the work. So I, I hope you've enjoyed the show, and I hope it's been beneficial to you. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and for those of you who have tuned in and listened, thank you so much, Cheryl, as always, my girl. Um, for those of you who have listened, I hope this has been beneficial to you. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn. Until next time, guys, um, peace. Do the work, and I'm going to go out with your truly, I think, Bob Marley. Until next time, guys, peace. I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn. Man to man is so unjust, children, you don't know who to trust, your worst enemy could be a